Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you are tuning in on SL Podcasts or Cedar Today, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mucky King 96.7 Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts, and of course, I'm not alone. Please welcome Kurt Backerfield. How are you, my friend? Good, good, Sean. How are you doing, man? I'm sensational today. Thank you, my boy. What's the weather like there? It's pouring the rain in Joburg. It's very nice here in Cape Town. Very, very nice. Okay. Yesterday, it was thunder and lightning, but wow. it's really, really nice here. Wow. Today. Katie, let's get straight into it, bud. Um, I'll give you the floor. I mean, let's just go straight into the, the Champions League results and the games, any specific games that um, potentially caught your eye. Or, I mean, we can obviously, the, the, the Tottenham Marseille was fantastic. Um, let's start off with that game, Katie. Brilliant game, great finale. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite believe the situation that Marseille found themselves in because they just needed a draw to qualify mm. um, for, for the. The, the round of 16 um, and they found themselves in a three-on-one situation in the 95th minute. Made no sense. No, no it made absolutely no sense and apparently um, Igor Tudor, the Marseille coach, uh, said after the game um, or at least somebody said after the game that he was trying to give them instructions not to let Spurs have any opportunities um, in the final minutes of the game but these players couldn't hear it because of how loud the, the stadium was. So. Um, well, that's basic. That's, that, that's basics, anyway. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, of course, it's it's completely, completely ridiculous that, and I think it was a loose pass from a Marseille player, correct, um, that wound up at Kane's foot, um, and then he played in Hoisberg. Um, mm. Yeah, no, absolutely ridiculous. Really like amateur stuff, um, and there was a lot of talk from Marseille and Marseille's players um, ahead of that game. And there's a few ex-Arsenal players in there saying that. Um, you know, they would like to prove that because they weren't good enough for Arsenal and um, they, they would like to get this one over Spurs and prove that they were good enough for Arsenal. Um, mm. There were fans lighting um, fireworks at the hotel the night before. It was this massive, massive event. The, the bus was followed in by a big parade of Marseille fans. Um, it was really, really hyped up. And then to 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 let the game go, to let the, the win go in a moments of absolute madness like that in the 95th minute must be shattering for the coach no it was it was the most bizarre thing because I, I don't know I don't know who, which midfielder was literally walking back I know he was probably exhausted but I just I was just like completely gobsmacked at what I was seeing it was ridiculous <laughs> but uh, Real Madrid big results um, obviously Man City uh, Mr. Consistent there uh, PSG Juve I mean again oof some cracker goals in that game, wasn't there? Yeah, great game. Um, great goal um, by Mbappe. Oh. First goal was incredible. Um, but I think the big talking point from that game was how the group um, ended up because heading into that game, PSG um, were were obviously, or heading into the group stage uh, of the tournament, PSG would like tip to top the group. Um, and then going into that last game, PSG um, needed to just better what Benfica did because, uh, I mean, yeah, so Benfica played Maccabi Haifa and mm-hmm. Benfica, uh, PSG just needed to win to finish top because um, it was a big goal difference. Yep. And normally in Champions League group stages, what will happen is when two teams finish on um, the same points, it goes to head-to-head um, and PSG and Benfica drew both of their games 1-1. Um, but So because of that, it then went to goal difference um, the goal difference finished exactly the same in the group. So mm-hmm. then it goes down to away goals. So Benfica 
um, beat Maccabi Haifa 6-1 oh, away from home um, <laughs> to close that 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 gap um, and then to score obviously more away goals than PSG did. So a big surprise then it leaves PSG now in a very, very tricky situation because obviously they will be drawn against a team that finished top of their group. And if you look at all the teams that finished top of uh, the Champions League groups, some massive sides that PSG will not want to be going up against in the first um, in the first knockout round, particularly after how last season ended with them uh, losing in that thrilling sort of comeback loss against uh, against Real Madrid. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll be bitterly disappointed. Um, mm. PSG have a knack of conceding goals in big games in the Champions League. Um, they didn't get through a group stage game without conceding, um, which is obviously a major concern. Mm. So for a club and for a team that are desperate to win its first Champions League, it's not really, really looking promising right now. No, absolutely. Um, good result for Liverpool there. Yeah, good results. They still finished second in that group. Mm. Um, Napoli were excellent over the entire group stage, obviously losing 2-0 at Anfield, but um, a much-needed win for Liverpool, who have been dropping points in the Premier League, but managing to get results in the Champions League, which is mm. a strange one. Yeah. Um, particularly after you look at the games that Liverpool lost to Leeds United and Nottingham Forest. So it was quite surprising. Napoli have been excellent and they play some wonderful football, but um, no, Liverpool were clutch on the day. Yeah, uh, Man City, Sevilla, I mean, just completely, what a breath of fresh air to watch City in that sort, sort of form, right? Yeah, so I mean, the big news from that game, of course, is the 17-year-old right-back, yeah. Rico Lewis, um, scoring on his full Champions League debut. <laughs> um, incredible. Pep uh, said after the game that they don't just hand out places in the team to anybody. You know, he's, he's obviously deserved his chance. And um, yeah, 17 years old. Oh, uh, first to start for City in the Champions League, scoring must be... Uh, must be an amazing. Oh, uh, even the look on his face was just like complete disbelief. I mean, oh my God, it's incredible. Um, and then obviously Real Madrid, big results against Celtic. I don't know if you want to touch on that one at all. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. No, I'm really. Um, <laughs> it, it was an unsurprising result. Let's just put it that way. The yeah. Scottish teams in the Champions League, um, at least the last 10, 15 years, have not had a good run. Um, and Real Madrid were just on form. They needed it. They drew, they dropped points um, in their last La Liga game. I struggle to remember who it was against, but um, no, it was a it was a big result. Um, Modric on the score sheet, Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, um, Valverde, who's been excellent this season. So yeah, fun to watch. Uh, Bayern Inter. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it shows you just how strong Bayern are. And I don't think before this this Champions League season started that many mm. would have believed Bayern could actually go all the way, especially after losing Robert Lewandowski. But they've showed just how good they are over this group stage because Inter Milan, that's a really good side. Um, yeah. They beat Barcelona um, at Barcelona. They then, no, was it? No, they beat Barcelona home and drew to Barcelona away. Um, they thrashed that Victoria Plezen side, um, but Bayern made it look you know, routine. Um, yep. Obviously, they beat Barca over two legs as well. Um, it's a really, really strong side, regardless of the players that they lost. Um, so, so that, that's one team to, to look out for, definitely. Yeah, and, and, and obviously, Chelsea carrying on with that form as well with the big win at home. Yeah, Ryan Sterling back on the score sheet. I think his fifth goal now of the season. Um, he's been on a bit of a dry run, a lot of concern around his 
performances, but um, I'm sure Grandpa will be thrilled that he's uh, back on the score sheet. Yeah, no, he's a top top player. So yeah, it, it does make out uh, you know for the knockout stages some some crackers like you said. Um, let's move on, Kurt. The dirt uh, you mentioned beforehand. There's a possible link for Messi to the MLS. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, how how wild is that? So no, that's crazy. Yeah, this week a very reliable journalist uh, put out that Inter Miami and the team co-owned by David Beckham um, are increasingly are growing increasingly confident that they will sign Messi, um, and I think you know it, it's a strange one for me as a big Messi fan, and mm. um, because every sort of iteration of Messi seems to be better than the last. Um, so I know that he had a very, very difficult debut season at PSG, but this season has been back to his sort of magical best, where it's yeah. not just goals and assists, but he's actually coming up with these moments that hmm. just leave you scratching your head. Yeah. Um, like he has for his entire career, but to be doing this at 35 years old, um, to be producing at that level, he's, he's uh, come up good for PSG in the Champions League, um, he's already contributed to more goals than he did in the entire last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just feels to me like it's, it's a, it would be a strange one if, if he left Europe at 35 years old in this kind of form. Mm. Um, but I, I think that Messi, unlike Ronaldo, is not really obsessed with sort of having that status as the best player in the world. I don't think he really thinks about it like that. I'm sure he likes winning Ballon d'Ors and being considered among the greatest players of all time. but. I don't think it's something that he is going to prolong his career for. Um, I think that he knows that he's got that sort of legendary status. And um, I, I just think that he's not really bothered by everything that, that surrounds him. I think he, li- he loves playing football, mm. um, but his priorities are his family, his wife, his kids, um, just being a good dad. And I think that, you know, if I remember years ago, Messi said that he would love to end his career in the MLS. It's something that would interest him um, because what appeals to him about America is the fact that he can sort of walk the streets and of course there will be people who recognize him, but for the most part, it won't be like when he lived in Barcelona or now when he lives in Paris and um, where he just gets mobbed every time he leaves his house. Yeah. Um, so it seems like he's looking for a, a better quality of life um, mm. in terms of his personal sort of freedom his family's freedom. Um, but yeah, it, it would be sad, but Inter Miami have emerged as, you know, a very, very likely next destination. Obviously, um, they aren't, that, that, that's, that's not going to happen without PSG trying to tie Messi down to a new deal. Um, we've also heard that Barcelona are, are very interested in reuniting with Messi. So I'm sure it'll be an interesting one. Um, but look, if Messi goes to the World Cup, potentially wins the World Cup with Argentina um, later this month or next month. Um, you know, why not? Why not pack it in and go enjoy your last years as a professional footballer um, in the, in America? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting one. But like you said, it's also one that you kind of do sort of understand and don't understand, I guess. Um, but to, I think to bring up the kids in, in Miami um, to, to potentially leave a legend from Miami as well. But I do like what you said, Kurt, about possibly having a bit more of a normal life, being able to walk the streets with his family, et cetera, et cetera, because he, has, he, yeah, he hasn't had that for 20 years, I guess. Exactly. For, for 20 years, he has been uh, confined to 
the walls of his house um, and when he leaves he is followed by a press um, I know that in, in Europe it's a bit more respectful than it is in it is. England um, I've heard that um, I think I think I actually heard that from Samuel A2 hmm. um, but it, it's very different but still um, you know you can't do anything without being pictured um, or without yeah just being just being mobbed so I think that it, it's something that appeals to Messi um, but like, yeah, for me personally, I'm just not ready to see Messi leave Europe. No, um, I'm not ready to to say goodbye just yet because I mean, I've I've just loved watching him, and I I try and watch Messi every time he plays, um, and I can't wait for this World Cup. Um, but I think it would be for me personally an easier pull to swallow if Messi went on to win it, because um, then I think he really does cement his legacy as potentially the greatest player of all time. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. And, and you, you, you can't help but feel there's a bigger role to play for him at Inter Miami if he does go there, right? So maybe post-retirement or or something. That's just the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that Messi has businesses in America. Um, I think he set up one very recently, actually. Um, so, you know, there have been a lot of moves leading up to this point where it's um, it, it seems like he, he has been sort of gearing up for this. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, let's just see if that's next year. Maybe, maybe he does have a, a pre-contract with Inter Miami. Maybe he does come to an agreement with them, mm. but not right away. Maybe he does still have two years left in him um, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if I were a betting man, I would put that on PSG. I think that he would probably end up staying there, um, just because things are going really well for him now. Um, and you know, maybe he doesn't want to go back to Barcelona where. Um, he has this great legacy and, and there's maybe potential to, to not necessarily tarnish that because he'll always be loved there. Yeah. But you've seen what happened or what has happened and what is happening with Ronaldo at Manchester United where 50% of the fan base is wishing he, he wasn't there. It's yeah. now sort of conceding that United made a big mistake in bringing him back. Um, so I think that Messi, he might not want to risk um, sort of doing the same. He doesn't want to be a burden on uh, on, on his boyhood boy club would be my guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a very valid point. Um, Kurti, before we wrap up, massive game for United tonight. <laughs> do, you, do you want to touch on that? I do want to touch on that, Sean. Yeah. Game. Um, I'll be watching it, you know. Sure. Um, Manchester United versus Real Sociedad in Group E of the Europa League. Mm. Um, so, like I said, in, in the Champions League and Europa League, when, when the teams on tight points when two teams are on tight points, it goes down to head-to-head. And Sociedad beat United at Old Trafford in the first leg. So if United are to finish top of Group E, and both Sociedad and them have already qualified, they're going to need to better that score. So um, they can't just win 1-0 um, because on goal difference, Sociedad are far ahead. So United would at least need to win by two goals tonight to, to finish top their group. And I'm sure they all want to because there's some massive teams um, by the way, he didn't qualify for the Champions League knockout round. He'll be dropping down to the Europa League. Um, teams like Juventus, Barcelona. So, um, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. And we shall all be glued to the TV screens. <laughs> Kurti, and that is how we wrap up the episode of the International News Day. So whether you've been listening on SL Podcast at ZA, Google Play, Apple Podcast, or Mucky King 96.7 Game Time. Thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And Kurt, thank you so much as usual. You've been a book of knowledge. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Thank you. Cheers, Sean.